Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 150 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. It's Leviosa, and this is Chris. <laughs> Leviosa. I'd say that's probably one of the most famous quotes from that entire franchise. I agree. I mean, it's the first one I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Other than like, you're a wizard, Harry. It's a shame they only use it, I think, in just the first book. Right. What, that she doesn't often correct their pronunciation of Leviosa? Yeah. And the fact that they just you don't wish. use it. That's what you think Harry Potter's missing. Just, just more, more, more pronunciation correction by Hermione. Exactly. It'd be much better. I can get behind that. It'd be much better. It's like, you know, they're getting ready to do the killing curse. And she mm -hmm. comes in, you know, she's like, it's a vada kedavra. Mm -hmm. Not, you know. Do you think that they purposely made it sound like abracadabra? I kind of do, yeah. Because I remember the first time I read it. And I was like, that kind of sounds like it. I was like, I don't know. Maybe that's not how but, it's supposed to be. Yeah, the, the other thing is that most of the spells are just like Latin. Is True. that is that one? Do you know? True. I'm sure it is. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't either. But oh, I'm sure I'm sure it's Latin for... I wonder if I, it is. I, I thought, or... I thought that would kill you or something like that. Well, that would be kind of a funny coincidence if the Latin f for that is really sounds like abracadabra. Let's see. It's based on the Aramaic... I don't know what Aramaic. It's not Arabic. Aramaic. Yeah, it's like remember that. Yeah, because that's what was in uh, Passion of the Christ, right? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so the word the, the word Avada Kedavra in Aramaic means "Let the thing be destroyed." And it sounds a lot like Abracadabra. Yeah, it does. And apparently, it's the uh, original Abracadabra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that even says it. Is that what Abracadabra comes from? I think so, yeah. Oh, so they are connected, but in the reverse order. Just in the reverse that... order, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, the word cadavra also sounds very similar to the English word cadaver, which means corpse, and derives from the Latin cadere, which means to fall. So, anywho, this is not who would Latin. <laughs> this is who would win. Chris, how are you? I am well, Steve. Thanks for asking. Good. I'm How glad, are you? I'm glad you're doing good. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Summer, summer's coming to a close. It sure it, is. I mean, there's it's, still like a month left of the but, season. But school but starts, and that's the big school coming back. That's the big Any one. of our listeners going to school? We hope you have a very successful start to the school year. Uh, you know, enjoy it. Be thankful. I really do think that we're back to quote unquote normal in a way because I know last year pretty much every school started with masks and then they rolled them back throughout the school year but as a teacher myself i'm really looking forward to just moving on in a way i wish you the best with so, that thank you thank you so before we get into today's episode we have some housekeeping things to look at first and foremost we had an episode uh previously uh in which we had master chief and doomslayer trying to defend new york city 
from the Chitari invasion. Do you remember that, Chris? Yes, I actually do remember this. Good. I'm glad. Uh, so we had a couple poll questions that we wanted to ask people. So first and foremost, we said, who would win in defending New York City from the Chitari invasion in the Avengers? And 87.5% of our listeners voted for Master Chief. Got some Halo Super fans. Super majority. Yeah, big Halo friend, uh, fans there. Uh, now, we discussed in that episode, was Doom Slayer as known as Master Chief was? Mm -hmm. Because we weren't really sure which was more popular. I was not uh, aware, really, of Doom Slayer. Uh, so I, we asked another question, which was, which character are you more familiar with? 43.8% of listeners uh, voted for Master Chief. So That's I wouldn't say that there's a... Would have guessed, but you say about half. You'd say, I would have thought he was more with like a current youth. Okay, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if I would have gone as high as fifty percent. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's close. Forty-three. Yeah. yeah. Um, only six percent was familiar with uh, Doom Slayer. More familiar. Mm -hmm. um, then we asked who was more familiar with Doom Slayer than before they were familiar with Master Chief. Same thing. Six percent. Uh, who was more familiar with Master Chief before Doom Slayer? 25%. And then 20% said, I am unfamiliar with both of them. Okay. So, so we you, did have some people. You might learn some things. Had, had to learn some things. Yeah, possibly. That might be our, our some of our family members that listen because they like us. That's true. They're just trying to give us a, give us some download numbers, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we do have some great feedback. This one here I'm going to put in our Instagram stories because it would probably take me uh, a while to read. But... This person is very uh, uh, passionate about Doom Slayer. I'll just give a couple quick highlights. They say Doom Slayer would win this no contest. His arsenal and ability to move is totally undersold in this contest. So uh, we apologize for that. The, I don't apologize. The, uh, the writer, uh, the author of this uh, feedback provides lots of examples as to how they would be able to do this. Like, for example, they say Doom Slayer has the strength of a god given him by the Doom equivalent of the angels. He has a crucible, which is an energy short of pure hell energy, which can cut through an enemy like a hot knife through butter. Um, like I said, a lot of, lot of uh, feedback about that. Uh, someone we said uh, wrote in just saying Master Chief because I don't know anything about Doom Guy. <laughs> um, Master Chief can kill just so many things. He's too good. Uh, I think that someone else wrote in saying, I think that Master Chief would win simply because the Chitari are so similar to what he fights already and all the vehicles put him at a massive advantage because he can fly to the mothership and up the tower. I think he also has more experience in a battlefield like this. I don't know if he could fly up to the mothership. I don't know if he has a spaceship but to go through the portal, but sure, 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 sure. We'll take it. Uh, someone said Master Chief has more and uh, uh, better weapons. I think that Master Chief can win. Uh, then we have another one that was written in uh, by, I'm assuming this is a listener of the show, Paul Dewey, uh, because it is beautifully, beautifully written. Uh, but like the previous thing, I'm going to put this in our stories as well, so that way everybody can take a minute to appreciate just the beautiful uh, nature. Did he did he come in for Doom Guy or uh, Master writing. Chief? He is uh, doing what he is fantastic at, which is just writing a story oh, okay, as right, to right. what happens. But he does end with Master Chief winning. Oh, okay. Yes, he does. He does end with that. Um, Chris, we do have a riddle that someone wrote in. Thank you. you Want to go for a riddle? I love riddles. It's been a while. Uh, someone wrote in. Time for a new riddle. There were five children in a room. Okay. Iris drew a picture. Barry played video games. Andrew played chess. Trina read a book. What is the fifth child doing? 
Oh, this one, this is the, this is great because this is the first riddle I didn't like first hear before or like know right away. Mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest. I assumed that what you were telling me the children were doing was totally misdirect and didn't have anything to do with the riddle, so I wasn't paying attention that much. Do you want me to go over it again? I thought it was going to be like one of those things where like, oh, what color are the bus driver's eyes? The same gotcha. because you're the bus driver, right? And um, let me see. So. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time in this. Oh, give me like, give me like thirty seconds. I don't want to. I don't want to derail the podcast. But I love real so much. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so Iris, one, someone's color. So Iris drew a picture. Okay. Barry played video games. Okay. Andrew played chess. Okay. And Trina read a book. All right, I think I got it. All right, I think I have it too. On the count of three, we'll say. It. Okay. One, two, three. Played Play chess. chess. Okay, yeah. cool. That's so, what I thought too. I guess you can theoretically like play chess by yourself, but it probably would be more fun to play with someone else. But I, I would also argue that like they could also be playing video games, because Barry's playing video games. But then, but then, who's the kid playing chess with? Is the question. I guess what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Right. They could have been doing other things. They could have been doing other things. Someone yeah. probably was also playing chess. Thanks for yes. the riddle. That was a good one. That was a good one. I, I, I did, uh, I did like that one. Some, someone in our comments actually uh, gave what their answer was. So I, I guess I saw they, they, oh. they, they read the uh, the responses when they when they submitted and and read that riddle. So thank you very much. That was a that was a good one. If, if that is correct, I, let us know if that's what you uh, intended the answer to be, or if you uh, believe the answer to be something different. We'd be very interested to uh, to hear your thoughts. All right, uh, before we head into the episode, we have two more things to talk about. Two. Two more things. Yes, yeah, so one more um, podcast, this podcast-related thing. Uh, we have a non-fictional review, <laughs> which means we have to give a fictional background. Uh, this review came in from listener Golden Dragon 77 The title of their podcast is I... Love your podcast. And it's got a lot of O's. I'm not going to sit here and count them. I'd say at least like 15, 15 O's, maybe, maybe more. Uh, and their review reads, I love this podcast. I was told about it by my brother, Chris. Will you say this word? Please do, <laughs> please do Sauron versus Voldemort. So I'll make sure I put that uh, that suggestion uh, in our in our uh, in our list that we have going here. Chris, uh, I don't know if you if now we're getting them we're getting them from all angles. It came in a review. I'll definitely do okay. it for a review. So this is this is from this is from uh, the Golden Dragon seventy seven. I wonder if it's his brother who started telling me to say. Oh my goodness, this is just random keys. This person <laughs> typed. It starts off like a little bit believable. It, it, so it always could be a city in Iceland. When in doubt, it's probably a city in Iceland. <laughs> but what this person, what the letters that came out when this person smacked their head on their keyboard was, We're setting a really dangerous precedent here, Chris. The, that one's risky. I might have. I don't know if that can. Maybe it's something backwards. If you reverse it, there's it's only like, uh, there's only one, two, three vowels. Not many vowels, right? Yeah, yeah. three vowels, mm -hmm. and that's got to be at least twenty letters right there. Yeah, most of which are either an H or an F. Lots of H's. It's definitely Iceland. Lots of H's. Now I'm convinced. Those are like yeah. So unfortunately for the for the fictional background, I don't think this is an as Icelandic person excuse me um so my immediate 
Could be. My, my, it could be. My immediate thought, though, went to the Golden Dragon, and I started thinking about Golden Dragons. <laughs> so after Googling Golden Dragons, I initially learned there's a lot of Chinese restaurants named the Golden Dragon. Yeah, that, um, yeah. There's only like four different Chinese restaurant names. Golden Dragon is one of them. Like Golden Dragon. Best food. Best food. Um, number one Chinese food. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so my, my, my thought after that was growing up, I was a huge fan of the, the card game and the television series Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I know you weren't a fan, right? That I, I probably would have been if I saw it. Just I, I was time. loyal to Pokemon. You're loyal to Pokemon. I didn't, okay. I didn't cross over. Okay, nothing wrong with that. I respect that. Um, and followers of the show, fans of the show will know that in the later seasons, there were these three uh, like legendary cards called the Egyptian God cards. And one of them is called the Winged Dragon of Ra, which is this this golden dragon that's essentially invincible. Um, it's I forget how it determines its power. It's like attack and defense points. Because on the card it just says question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> so there's I, I forget how how they determine that. So so what I was thinking is since the Egyptian god card, the Winged Dragon of Ra, has an infinite you know amount of attack points, defense points, you know it can just keep going on and on. It kind of made me think of the amount of zeros, or I guess letter O's technically, in this person's review uh, for the word love and how it just kept going and going and going. You know, so I mean it's it's. 77 you could also have an attack of 77 not that great that's it's pretty terrible i mean even you know really basic poke or Yu-Gi-Oh uh cards have a attack uh stat higher than 77 so um yeah so i'm thinking i'm thinking it might just be uh the wing dragon some a big fan of the wing dragon of raw and um you know they're just they're just trying to you know put its power out in the world if you will Okay, I'm Steve. really grasping at straws here. I, I was going to say, I'm going to do a quick stretch because that seemed like a bit of a stretch. But hey, we, that's, we work with what we got. That's true. That's true. Uh, so uh, thank you very much to Golden Dragon 77 for leaving us that review. Uh, as we always mention, if you want to leave us a review, uh, you could do it in our uh, iTunes feed and uh, we will give you a shout out on our show. Last thing real quick, and then we'll get into today's episode. Uh, Chris and I real quick wanted to plug that uh, we were recently featured on uh, a podcast that we both love being on. Uh, it's a great show called Super Bracket Bros. Yep. And uh, the episode that we were on with uh, the guys over there, Jay and Eli, two great guys. Very great and uh, very funny. Only slightly less great and funny than us. Just, just slightly. Right under. Right under. A hair. A hair. A little, a little, little tab down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we did it. We did a really fun episode, Chris. You want to just kind of give a quick overview of what the episode we did with them? Yes. It was. It was like a fun, like, uh, like side episode for them. Uh, a little different than what they normally do because they normally have like pretty serious fictional battles, similar to what we do, but they do a bracket style approach. Uh, but this bracket was uh, we we do sixteen. It was sixteen. Yep. Sixteen kind of non-traditional fighters yeah most of them from like tv and um yeah mostly tv yeah a couple real life ones a one, couple movie one ones. from youtube you can check that yeah. out yeah yeah and uh, and we just went through it all we just literally sat down with them and we just we did, did the whole we, we did the, the whole bracket person bracket exactly yeah, yeah. so we, there's like we said there's, there's a winner at the there, end there is a winner at the end there's some great characters um george costanza from seinfeld uh, the Belcher kids were on there. 
Cabbage um, guy from uh, Cabbage Avatar. guy from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and some surprise characters as well. So uh, that episode uh, is dropping on August twenty eighth, as of this recording. And uh, we strongly suggest you to go out and give them a follow, give them a subscription, uh, check it out, give the episode a listen, and uh, go show Jay and Eli some some love over there because they're they're putting out some great stuff. And then go on their podcast review site and make them say silly words and see what they do. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> what if what if they've been doing it to us the entire time? Oh, they would totally do that. Oh my god, that's funny. I love it. I love it. So if Jay and Eli, you guys could start getting stuff. Uh, that's great. That's great. That's great. So like we said, check them out. Uh, great stuff. Super bracket bros. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, uh, and whatnot. They also have a Patreon, too, that you can go and support them over there. All right, Chris, that's enough talk. You ready to get into today's uh, we, episode? We got to get into this. Let's do it. All right. So, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com, and consider checking out our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. Dot com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts so it helps us spread the word about our show. And you'll get a shout-out read on our show. Don't forget, also, in our show notes, we have a link to join our Discord where we have great conversations. Like, once again, we started getting on Gen 9 Pokemon because they're starting to release some of them. <laughs> and there is a bakery Pokemon with buns and... Not a fan. Anyway, Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we have the classic battle, uh, traditional fantasy wizard versus space wizard. Yeah, I like that. That's a great way of putting it, actually. I, <laughs> never, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Uh, so we are continuing our uh, summer listener, uh, excuse me, a listener appreciation summer. And this was the third most voted for episode from you, our listeners. And this is Ahsoka Tano being the space wizard yes. going up against the, uh, the the great intelligent Hermione Granger, who is the how did you describe her again? What kind of wizard? Uh, uh, I think I said traditional fantasy wizard. Traditional fantasy wizard, got it. And I wanted to make sure that I give a shout out to the person who suggested this episode all the way back. This is from Shara four four four. So thank you so much for suggesting this episode, and thank you to the fans for also voting for this episode. So yeah, so great. Two great female characters in I, I shouldn't even say female. Just two great characters. Two great characters. Two great characters. And yeah, good examples of just like cool female characters. Exactly. Um I love I love Ahsoka so much. So it it's we'll get we'll get into how it's crazy <laughs> how the fan base has changed. But um so let's let's just let's get into a little bit of background on, on the two of them and then we'll we'll see uh them going at it with Sounds each other. good. Okay. You want to go for Hermione? Sure. So Hermione Granger is a wizard from the Harry Potter series uh, written by J.K. Rowling. So Harry, um, Hermione has some a, a few defining character traits. So one, she is, her parents are muggles, which means they are non-magical. So she was a wizard born to non-magical parents. I'm sure that created some issues in her young life. But she had very supportive parents, loved her very much. Sent her off to the yeah. best uh, wizarding school. Paid for it in the area. There had to have been some kind of currency exchange, because we don't know. Do we know the tuition for Hogwarts? I think it's. Um, I don't know the tuition, but I know that the the wizarding world uses different currency than that's the Muggle true. world. They does. had to figure that out. Yeah. that must have been so hard. I like just buying school supplies. I feel for her. like they they go into that in the books. There must be some type of like program to help nah, Muggle-born wizards like yeah just, yeah. yeah. 
like orientation type thing. Do you remember the derogatory term that Hermione is called? Oh, it's a mud blood. A mud blood. Yeah. 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 That's like, we don't, we that's don't, a we slur don't... in the Harry Potter yeah. world. We're not, we're not advocating for the use of that, that slur. We just wanted to, and, you know. And it was not deserved. She was one of the best wizards in the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She was, she was extremely adept at uh, using magic, partially because she was kind of a know-it-all. She liked reading, studying, learning, uh, much to the chagrin of her friends, uh, Harry and Ron, sometimes. Yes. But um, it, it did her well. She always did well in school. Mm-hmm. Drove her nuts a little bit, too. Yeah, I'm sure that caused some stress. Yes, yeah, some you know, stress. That's, that's, yeah, some anxiety, that's a stressful sure. uh, thing to always try to be perfect. Yes, yes. Um, some things about her. So um, the uh, the Hogwarts school has, when you get older, you can kind of be a, I don't know what the like American equivalent would be, but they called them prefects, which I think is like more of an English thing. Kind of like a like a head boys and head girls. Like they, they have some authority, but they're still students. I was going to say like an RA. Yeah, but that's like probably but close. like more authority, a little bit above an RA, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like maybe a graduate assistant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you you get the idea. Yeah, and then um, later you uh, you learn she uh, uh, goes on to become uh, to work in the Ministry of Magic and eventually become the Minister for Magic, the highest position there. Yeah, we were ta- we were talking about that off air. Totally forgot that happened because that's from the play. I, I never read that, so I didn't. Even, I was also very surprised, but I, remember, I mean, I wasn't that surprised because she's also like the most like aspiring wizard in the whole story. So. Yeah. When that uh, book came out, well, the play because it's the screen pl- or not the screenplay, but the I don't know how you would define that. The right, the script, the of script the... Of, the, of the play, the play script. Um, your wife Nicole and I, she worked at the same summer job, and we were having a race to see who could finish it first. I'm pretty sure she beat me. Hmm. But, like, we would just sit down, like, at work and just read. And, like, whenever a customer would come, we would, like, take turns taking care of them because we would just want to keep reading. How um, how well do you remember the book? Uh, I just remember the highlights of it. I remember people always said it seemed like a fan fiction Harry Potter. Hmm. Um, I remember it, it involves a lot with Harry's son and Draco's son and Time Turner's. Um, basically, I bet Nicole doesn't remember any of that. You don't think so? No. I'll have to ask her. <laughs> I'll ask her next time. It seemed like it was kind of like an end game, um, like Harry Potter. Like they had like like oh, they, now you're like bringing me in. Well, like, I have not read this and I didn't. Well, like have they a lot went of interest. they they went back in time to try to change something, and then it caused all these problems. So I guess it's not really. Didn't Endgame. they learn their lesson in the Prisoner of Azkaban? No, no, well, yeah, I guess. I not. guess not because yeah. they went back in time and fixed. Well, it was things. the kid. It was Harry's kid who did it, oh, so they didn't know about he didn't this. Know. Oh, yeah, my goodness. and then it like led to a world where like Voldemort won, oh. and then they like were freaking out. Like they had to like fix it. I guess it's more like Back to the Future in a way. Yeah, yeah, than Endgame. Yeah, scrap that. It's not like Endgame at all. No way. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it was fun. I, I mean, I kind of want to revisit it just to see what it was. I heard the stage production though is phenomenal. Hmm. I've heard it's very very good. But um, does it yeah. have um songs? No, it's not a musical. Okay. I didn't no. think so. I was just checking. No, yeah, yeah, no, not at all. So okay, so anything else you want to add for Hermione? Uh, I or... mean, that's basically it. She she married uh, spoiler alert, Ron. She married Ron. Yep, that's uh, true. They had two kids. Their names were like Hugo and something else. I forget. Yeah, it's not that um, important. Rose. Yeah, that sounds Rose. right. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know why Rose. I don't know. It's it's funny like. Harry named his kids like eighteen names, like oh any God. person he ever met in his life. <laughs> I know Albus Severus, James Sirius, and 
what was the girl? Luna, Lily Luna. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel know. like I saw some meme where he actually left someone out, like really important in his life, and like to put like Luna, who was like kind of his friend yeah, for a little bit. I wonder who he must have left out. I'd be curious who it was. I don't know. I forget. Yeah, because Luna's might... kind of a random pick. <laughs> yeah. It sounds cool. Maybe maybe J.K. Rowling just likes the name. Luna. I mean, it does sound really cool, Lily Luna. I do like that. But yeah, maybe Remus. But it was a girl, so I don't know. All right. Anywho, so I'm looking at uh, Ahsoka Tano. Maybe a- his mom. Was his mom's? Did he use his mom's name? Anymore? That's Lily. Oh, oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, so Ahsoka Tano, aka the character that every Star Wars fan hated 12 years ago, 14 years ago. Aka the character every Star Wars fan loves today. This character, man, has gone through so much. I never. I didn't know she was hated because I probably didn't know about her when she first came out. Yeah. I like found out about her later, and right. I'll tell you. I could I'll, when you're finished. I'll tell you why. I'll sure, her sure, sure, sure. So Ahsoka Tano, she was first introduced in the 2008 film The Clone Wars, which was basically a uh, mashup of the of four random episodes of the TV show Clone Wars to to tease everybody for the show because it came out like two months later on on TV. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. So she was first introduced in that movie. She is the animated. This is animated. Yep, this yeah. is the animated one. Yep, uh, it's 3D animation. She uh, it aired on Cartoon Network originally. Uh, the first five seasons did. Then it was canceled. Then Netflix bought the rights to season six. Did season six. Then it got canceled again. And then Disney Plus released season seven. And then that right. was finished. I'm glad Disney got it from before uh, HBO could cancel it on Cartoon. <laughs> I Network. know that would, that would totally have yeah. happened. I know. Uh, so uh, Ahsoka Tano, in that film, uh, The Clone Wars, she is uh, introduced as the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, and uh, she serves as his Padawan throughout The Clone Wars. Um, basically, we'll, we'll go into full spoiler territory here. Uh, she eventually uh, leaves the Jedi Order close to the end of The Clone Wars because um, they she was framed for murder, and they don't believe that she that she didn't do it. They believe, they believe that she's guilty. Um, even though when it was proved that she's not guilty, she's like, I can't be with you guys because you didn't even give me the benefit of the doubt. So she leaves the Jedi Order. Some people would classify her as a gray Jedi. I'm not really a fan of that term. I would just say you're either a Jedi or you're not. But she's definitely a Force user who just doesn't identify anymore with the Jedi teachings, I guess you could say. That's fair. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Jedi is more like a job title. You're right. Either, yeah. either that or not. Exactly. Uh, so uh, she she ends up uh, helping the rebellion, uh, fighting against the Empire. That's in the TV show Star Wars Rebels, which is a great show. And then she kind of disappears for a while, and uh, she eventually shows up in The Mandalorian, uh, where she's played by Rosario Dawson in live action. She's voiced by Ashley Eckstein in animation. And um, she is shown to still be practicing the Force in some in some capacity, but still not identifying as a Jedi. And uh, she uh, is just uh, continuing to going through the galaxy. She helped the Mandalorian with Grogu. She interacted with uh, Luke Skywalker, which was super cool to see. And um, yeah, she's uh, she's her species is called a Togruta, which they're pretty famous in Star Wars, the way they look. They have kind of have like these like tendrils that go down their shoulders, which kind of lead to like two horns on top of their heads that are like blue and, and, and white. Um, she's also very famous for her double lightsabers uh, that she fights with. One's a little shorter than the other one. I think it's called Shoto. 
style, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you. Um, yeah, she originally had two green ones, then she had two blue ones, and then she had two white ones uh, in present in present uh, Star Wars storytelling. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's Ahsoka Tano. And, and like I said, like when she was first introduced, everybody hated her, and then she's just grown to be this like fantastic character. Because she's so cool. Two she's lightsabers, super cool. Super cool. Too, super cool. She's a badass. Super cool. Absolutely. Also, I feel like... So I don't actually know her full like character arc, but what I do know, like her kind of realization that like the Jedi kind of sucked, mm-hmm. it feels like the arc that Anakin should have had to like show him turning away from like the the, Jedi the, Je- the light side and the Jedi like, um, and it's just something you when you have I don't know fifty episodes of TV, it's it's easier to do that kind of characterization than than one or two movies, right? Exactly. It's just, it's just you don't have the time, right? But I mean, I feel like it did a good job showing, like, the Jedi had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. They, like, were, quote-unquote, the good guys, but, like, they weren't, like... They weren't perfect. Yeah. Yeah. They were too, um... They were too caught up in their own hubris to, yeah. to realize what mistakes that they were making, mm-hmm. which eventually led to their downfall. Yeah, exactly. So... And, uh... Did you have something else you said you wanted to add about her? About, like, when you... That's what no, I just wanted that, to say. Why I liked was. her? Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't experience the hate, but I didn't even know about that stuff. So that's probably why. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 just nice to see because the Star Wars fan base is so incredibly toxic to a degree. I should say it's probably more just really loud voices. I think it is, but it is fun to kind of joke that like they don't like any Star Wars stuff. Correct. The people who hate Star Wars the most are Star Wars fans. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Um. But, like, it's just nice to see that the fan base has embraced her. At least we like one new character. And, and yeah. But, like, <laughs> they've kind of done that. Like, they've embraced, like, Hayden Christensen now. That's true. Um, especially with, like, him being in, like, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So maybe in, like, 20 years from now, the sequels will be more appreciated. And I don't know. Who, yeah, I think part happens. of that might be people realize that, like, dumping on actors to the point where they have, like mental health crises is actually right. like bad yeah it's not the right thing to do <laughs> yeah you know like so like we think back to when we made fun of like jar jar banks we're like we were like pretty mean yeah to ahmed best like he's kind of come around too not he's... that i i never said anything to jar jar banks i was kind of saying collectively <laughs> right now and same thing with jake lloyd like jake lloyd has yes. has come out well not really come out but i mean he's he like quit acting he's, because he's of gone that. off the grid yeah, yeah he used to walk uh in the halls at school and kids would walk by him and just go Row, and like 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 bully him essentially you know and that's not fair i mean he was he was a nine-year-old kid just in a movie one of the biggest yeah. movies of all time you know yep. it's not his fault you know if you don't like it and plus they should have said now this is pod racing <laughs> if they wanted to make fun of him. that's so wizard annie <laughs> <laughs> so all right anywho so let's let's look at these two so these two are interesting in their powers in their weaponry in their their intellect there's a lot that that can go with these two uh, facing off and going against each other. I think there's a lot that we can that we can look at, and there's a lot to be debated. I feel there about. is because the the cross the crossover is weird. Like two worlds that have quote unquote magic that sure. work very very differently. Correct. So yeah, it's it's very. I think it is going to be very debatable, like you said. Yeah, and it's going to be open to uh, you, the listeners' interpretations of. Could this happen? Could this character do that in a way? Because right. like I, I was thinking about this today. Like there are some things that I have thought about how Ahsoka would counteract Hermione, but 
the listeners might hear those things and think, I don't think that that would be possible. Okay. Or they might think, oh, yeah, like that could totally happen. And I, I've been thinking Hermione is like a very good person and be hard for her to go into like a fight, like fighting to kill. Right. She'd be. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want, do you want to just jump into that? Yeah, yeah sure. Because I feel like, you know, Hermione has uh, a giant red button that she could just push, which is the killing curse. Right. But we we both I think we both were saying before like she probably would never do that. No, she I I, I don't remember her ever using so even any against, of the forbidden curses. I don't I can't think of any either. But I will say if there was ever a time in one of the in the, uh, the seventh book she fought um, Bellatrix Lestrange who had like previously tortured her and had tortured tons of other people, basically like a super evil person, right? And if you're Correct. gonna do something, if you're gonna go go strong against someone that was the time to do it and i don't think she did i don't i don't actually remember what spell she used but i'm pretty sure it was not uh a, uh an unforgivable curse and you said against bellatrix lestrange right yeah yeah that was she was killed by molly weasley she the hermione definitely dueled her at one point then i think she did she i think so, she so dueled it might, her it was in book seven then it might have been i think um, it was in book seven i think it was in the um the malfoy manor uh, yeah, which I is, had it in my notes, but I'm probably yeah. Not I think be able the, yeah, I think I, I believe you are correct in that. Yeah, and you're right. Like she doesn't do anything. I just looked online because there's a list of every person who's ever used the Vada Kedavra that's at least been documented, and uh, Hermione has never used it. However, two people have tried using it on her, but she she hasn't, and I don't think I don't think that she would. Who were those two people? Is uh, it was? Um, I just had it. An unidentified Death Eater did it in the Half Blood Prince, and then uh, Crab Vincent Crab, one of Malfoy's goonies, uh, he did it during the Battle of Hogwarts. Okay. Yes. Yep. Man, I can't. That un, an unnamed character trying to kill a main character. Pff, they got to learn. You can't. You can't <laughs> you do can't, that. You can't do it's not that. Work. No. Yeah, okay. So my note just said that she helped in the defeat of Bellatrix Lestrange. So I think she was involved in the duel, but I don't yeah. remember the exact specifics, but she did not try to kill her. Correct. She did not use a killing spell. Correct. And I would argue with the same thing about Ahsoka, too. Like, Ahsoka... Is a good person. She's a good person at heart, and I think she would only try to kill if... She, like, she, she battled Vader in Star Wars Rebels. And beat him, right? And... And, or actually maybe more like a draw well then... yeah it's kind of up to interpretation because then the world between worlds gets involved in that okay, and, okay but um she but she didn't she didn't kill him like she she didn't want to take anakin's life because she believed that and saw that anakin was still in there even though he didn't think that he was he he believed that he was fully vader yeah i guess what i i guess she had a chance she might have had a chance to kill him and did it Not yeah she... in, in a way yeah okay yeah so Yes, yeah, so I don't. That, so it's an interesting thing with those two characters. I don't. I don't think they they would try okay. to kill each other. Now, however, we have to kind of just they put those, fight. We have to put those things aside, and, and you know how would they incapacitate each yeah, exactly. other and, and things like and that. And Hermione has a lot at her disposal with the magic spells. That's true. But my other worry about Hermione is like she might be cautious, and that might cost her the fight. Cautious like I, how? Like wait to see what Ahsoka does. Okay, so Hermione like, wouldn't make the first move. You don't think? I, I'm not. I don't. I don't think so. She's very analytical. Yeah, that's what I feel like. She'd want to, like, assess the situation. Like, if she just was Harry Potter and came out blasting Expelliarmus, <laughs> I think her chances are way better. Because shoot that lightsaber out of out of Ahsoka's hand. 
and she's a, still strong, still a worthy opponent, but maybe not quite as hard at that point. Yeah. And then um, you blast her with like you know, there's so many petrificus totalis the, yeah. p- the spell that paralyzes you right, right right like that that's incapacitation right there correct that's true that's true but i worry hermione wouldn't come out blasting so i don't know yes i don't i don't think she would come out blasting <laughs> um i think ahsoka ahsoka would ignite her lightsabers out of caution Okay, and, that, that and, might give hermione and a, out of a defense to, which to i then something. think hermione would would draw her wand mm-hmm um, now, an interesting thing is when Hermione draws her wand, would Ahsoka just use the force and throw it out of her hand? But then you could also make that argument, why hasn't Ahsoka done that in every single lightsaber fight she's ever been in? Because I know you wouldn't have a lightsaber fight then, but... Well, I think what the uh, the Star Wars explanation would be like, a force user in a fight has to use like some baseline force abilities to just protect themselves from the other person's force. Okay. Like, yeah. Kind of like a... Oh boy, I'm going to say a, a force field, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Because like you said, you could just like you should just shoot their lightsaber out of their hand, or just trip them, or like I don't know, like close their eyes or something, right? right? Or just like lift them and, <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? but I, but I always figured that like force users had some defense against that. So if Hermione sees the lightsabers ignited, do you think she would immediately? What do you What do you think? I think her... she would take that as a threat. Like I think she'd okay. see that as like a sword type thing. Now, do you think she would go for? Uh, a defensive move like Expelliarmus? Do you think she would go for a more aggressive That's move? That's a great question. Because like, like I said, Harry Potter's go-to is Expelliarmus. I'm pretty sure he used that spell like a hundred times and yeah. it's like the only spell he knows. Hermione knows a bunch of spells and she might go for protection. And there are protection, protective spells. But she she has like a... She has some options like like literal like protective force field type spells. That's true. She could potentially like... Well, there actually aren't good spells to turn invisible because that's, that's like actually a plot point. Yeah, because like, like, you have to have the cloak. The cloak, the cloak is like the, the only, like the... is like perfect invisibility, Correct, but exactly. there's like, there might be like variations she could do, like make herself harder to see. She's and... really good at Obliviate, which is the uh, memory loss spell. She used that on her parents. Yeah, she Maybe did. She could like use it on sad. Ahsoka and be like, you don't know why we're fighting. She could do like a Jedi mind trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you forget why we were fighting. Yeah. So I was kind of curious about Expelling Armist because one thing I, I, I think about it is, because like you said, we see it a lot in the films because Harry always uses it. So it's interesting because when Harry uses it, it comes out like a like a beam. Yes. Like a, like a, like a crazy like yeah. like a light beam. Isn't that just against Voldemort? Or always? Because um, remember him and Voldemort have some special thing because their wand have have the same. That's core. true. So that's why their beams shoot and like they have to do that. Yeah. Little, so like, it might only be laser beam Voldemort. battle. Yeah. Because there's another time in, in one of the later movies where Draco uses it and uh-huh. it just disarms the wand like right the wand and just i, just I comes think completely like out. the first time harry uses it is dueling draco and i don't think a beam shoots out but i could be misremembering i, I mean that just also might be how the movies interpreted it i don't yeah, know if that's, that's how, the, how the books interpreted it too but if a giant beam like that came out of her wand i think that the lightsaber would be able to to block it <laughs> why because like I, th- I would say that that's kind of equivalent to like Sith lightning, like the amount of power. I'd say Sith lightning is probably even more powerful. But than... it's, it's a it's it's a different thing. Like like Sith lightning is like lightning, right? And magic is magic, not lightning. I would say lightning is kind of magic. The Sith lightning is <laughs> well, kind of magical. Well, uh, see, this is where I said the listeners are going to have to be like, oh boy, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I feel like she would be able to to use her lightsabers to block any like. I don't think power. I don't think a lightsaber can block magic. It doesn't make any sense. 
Wow. Well, all right. So I'm not saying like I'm saying visible magic. Okay. I see what you're trying to do. See what I'm saying? You know, the beam out of the If there's some kind of a beam. Yeah. I I see what you're trying to do. So I guess I I would say it could like block as like as much as a shield could block like spells that need to hit your body. Right. And I don't know if Expelliarmus does or not. I feel like it should probably still work, but I'm not sure. Yeah. These are the tough questions. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right. So now another thing that I wanted to talk about too, is I remember in the books, they go into a side plot about the characters learning how to use magic without verbally saying the spells. Yeah. There is a side plot for that. And I I forget what that's called. I forget what that's called too. But I, (laughs) but I also feel as though you, you can't use in Harry Potter's world. You cannot use magic if you do not have a wand. Like it's impossible uh, to conjure up anything there's, if you don't have. A I'm wand. pretty sure you could do like some things, but definitely not as powerful and not right. There, there's got to be yeah some kind like, of like I mean there's there's some things like when Harry was accidentally doing magic at home, like when he made his aunt like he, expand. Cor- yeah, like, no, good point, good point. Yes, correct. But I, I think they even do address like you need a wand for like powerful things, like control things, type right? Of stuff. Exactly. So if her, if if Ahsoka is able to get the wand away from hermione then that's a huge advantage i would for ahsoka. i would agree that's that's, hermione that's has what is, pretty much nothing left that's what ahsoka would go for ahsoka would do whatever she could to get the wand out of her hand and i'm, I'm gonna say i don't think it would be fair for her to use the force and get the wand out of her hand because like like we already said like you could just do that anytime in in any kind of fight but it's never done so what's she gonna do so I think Ahsoka at that point is gonna is she's she's gonna get in close. She's gonna get in close. Yeah, she and, has to close, right? She has, she has to close, and I think she was gonna try to scare Hermione with the lightsabers because I think her, Hermione's, Hermione's not gonna know. She's never seen that before. exactly. You know, but she lives in a magical world and she's seen scary things. That's true, but I feel like even living in that world, like you see something and you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, like sure. yeah, you yeah. know, like even though like nothing should scare you at that point, but even when you see a sixty foot giant snake and the girl's bathroom of of Hogwarts. You're like, what? Right? You're still like, that's crazy, you know. So, I think Hermione, Hermione might actually even just be more curious. Like, be like, hey, could like we like stop and chat about those things? She like, would I, love to. She would love to learn about. I want to know like how those work for sure. You know. Yeah. So maybe like Hermione could or uh, Ahsoka could try to either like slash the ground or if there's like some kind of object nearby, chop it just to kind of show the lightsaber's full power and scare her in a way and if she can get close enough i mean she so i think the thing is you have to be dodging magical spells on your way so do you think ahsoka has the agility oh 100 she kind of is known for that right fantastic doing agility. flippy stuff yeah flippy stuff um doing like uh i don't want to say cartwheels but just very agile and flexible and there's this great shot from season seven of the clone wars when they're uh, attacking uh, mandalore and she's literally just jumping from like Republic gunship to Republic gunship on the way down. And she's just like going in and out of them. She's flipping around. She's hopping on people's jetpacks. She's doing like all these cool moves and it's, it's awesome. It's a great tracking shot. And she has no problem with that. Well, that's cause she's a main character. So like you can't, you can't have some random stormtrooper like sniper out of the air. True. But I will say besides the fact that she's a main character, so she's not going to die. Same thing with Hermione. Um, she does have, 
the foresight of the right. force That's in which true. they can see that some is, things coming. That is very true. You know, to an extent. So I do think that that would help her uh, well. Yeah. So the other thing that's interesting about magic is like, does a magic spell that like, does it have like travel time from like your wand to your target or is it like instantaneous? Is it the speed of light? It's a good question. I don't really know. So like the Harry, the one example you said with the stuff coming out of their wand would seem to say there is travel time, but also was that more just like a dramatization visual, like visual for the movie? True. I'm not sure. Right. I would say, I would say it's instant. So that's much harder to dodge, I guess, what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That is a good point. But, so then, I mean, so also then you're you not dodging the spell. You're, you're just never letting her point the wand at you, I guess, is what your goal is. Which might be just, fast just enough Just be for quicker, be, yeah, be quicker than Hermione's line of sight with her, with her wand. Yeah. Which I think she could be. I, I think it's possible, I agree. Yeah. So, you're getting in, getting in close, so dodging, dodging those, getting in close, um... And then I get the wand out. Yeah, I agree. You I kick mean, you kick her, you kick the lightsaber, you cut it with your lightsaber, like that's a win probably. Right. I, yeah, I think yeah, I don't know if she would slice it with her lightsaber, because she might also be interested in it. She'd uh, be like, What kind of like Sith magic is this? Oh, uh, would she think it's Sith magic, you think? Uh, she might. Some kind of like acolyte, mm-hmm. you know, dark ritualistic follower something. And she she'd be like, I kinda wanna check that out, just just out of curiosity, you know? Well that sounds like a path to the dark side. Well, you know, being inquisitive. <laughs> so now have you have you thought about what spells, if any, Hermione would so use? I, I I I think like Expelliarmus would be the the best to get off as soon as possible to mm-hmm. disarm the lightsabers. And then yeah, then I'd go for like a like a body like petrification to to immobilize. I think there's a couple variations, like one's like full body, one's like partial. Yeah, there's one where like, like literally like uh, some kind of uh, like rope type things come out of the wand and wrap around someone's body. Uh, nice thing about Ahsoka too is since she has two lightsabers, she can afford to lose one. That's true. Which which is which is definitely an advantage. We don't her. actually know if uh, Expelliarmus would do a would get rid of both at the same time. Oh, now ready? Hits. This would be cool. Hermione uses the Accio spell to take one. I to thought, take one. I thought about that, but I would say it's probably not fair if you're holding it. Like I think you can resist it with like your enough force. The Accio spell. That's what I would. I think so too. But say. if she is able to expel Armus and disarm one of them, right. and then she uses the Accio for, for one. It? Now, how would Hermione use a lightsaber? I don't think she would. I think I think she would have the ability to use it because there's canon where non-force users use it in mm-hmm. the star wars galaxy yep. so i don't really think that she would have the ability to use it but i mean going up against ahsoka she's at that point that's just hurting her she should just keep her wand not not using her her lightsaber whatsoever yeah i i agree i think the lightsaber is a bad move for her mind you just keep the magic that you've you know trained you in practice your, life. your entire life yeah exactly uh two other potentially use for spells for hermione uh confundo is a spell that could confuse or charm someone okay and then potentially expecto patronum would um basically like shoot out this uh patronus right yeah patronus like a yeah it'd be an animal i forget what hermione says Ooh, just going off the top of my head i feel like it's an otter oh that'd be cool i think so basically it's this big like a light manifestation of some animal that like symbolizes your inner self and i don't know if they can like physically interact with the world but 
Ahsoka doesn't know that and might have to be careful of it. The Patronus? Yeah, because it, like, can move, right? It can move. And, like, it's, her, her, Ahsoka might have to treat that like, you know, like it's something else she has to fight. So that might be good for a distraction, potentially. Now, Ahsoka's never had any interactions with Force Ghosts, but it kind of looks like a... It does look like, like a, a Force, Force Ghost. Ghost. I mean, yeah. it's got that bluish tint to it. Yeah. Um, she does have kind of like a pet, quote-unquote, owl from the series. So it'd be interesting if... Oh, Hermione... Some, hers owl, hers right. is an otter. I double-checked It is an otter? Yeah. Oh, cool. And you don't get to choose your Patronus. Your Patronus chooses you. But it is possible to change them, but it's very like difficult okay like there has to be like a deep meaning for you to change your patronus okay yeah but that now the patronus though is interesting because also the purpose of the patronus is to hold back a dementor or something like really evil, dark and evil dark, yeah so i don't but i think that would not hold back ahsoka well, that's what i'm saying you know? but she doesn't know that so she would that's have true. to like treat it like she's like a combatant right that's true which could confuse her more than the confundish that's term. that's that's what i'm kind of saying it's more of a distraction than like an offensive tactic now, going to Ahsoka's skill set, so, you know, her, her weaponry, her agility, um, her quips, which are great. But another classic thing that the Jedi has, I don't think would have an effect on Hermione, which is the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, so what is the canon for that? It, like, works on, like, weak-minded people? Correct. Is, is that, like, official canon, or is that, like, correct canon stuff? No, okay. that's, that's official canon, yeah. Okay. But that's also open to interpretation. Right. But then you also have some species that it's just completely immune to True, like, uh, like the what? toydarians yeah yeah watto watto correct yeah but only I'm, money only money <laughs> <laughs> but, but hermione no way she's she's the complete opposite it, she's not weak-minded of weak-minded right? so no way to, so i do that. think though that ahsoka would try it okay and then she would kind of have that qui-gon like i'm gonna try it again and see what happens <laughs> and hermione would be like you know what are you doing? Only money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she'd be like, what are you doing? And then Ahsoka immediately, though, would have to change her tactic because... Yeah, I agree. They're worth a shot, right? I mean... Oh, absolutely. It's, it's always for, you know, it's worth it's worth a, a, a shot to see whether or not you could uh, influence this people. Mm-hmm. There's some really ethical questions about the... For sure, I know, Especially right? being like the... I'm telling you, Ahsoka was like, these guys are wrong. Like this, this order is not right, you know. Because if you're supposed to like to be like the protectors of peace and justice, and you're like getting into people's minds and completely controlling them and telling them what to do, it seems a little bit like a Sith power. Yeah, in a way, it kind of does. Anywho, I digress. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, it, it's it's really the the questions come down to who could disarm whom first. Yes. If if Hermione could disarm... But the the problem for Hermione is even a disarm, like, Ahsoka can still fight. Correct. Hermione oh. doesn't really have, like... No, she has no hand-to-hand combat. Right. She did punch Malfoy square in the face in the third movie. Yeah, kind of a surprise. But uh, surprise turnaround. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But other than that, there's, like, you know, there's no fist fights in Harry Potter. You don't, yeah, they don't, you don't like, do train to, like, martial arts. But I will think that if Hermione is able to disarm Ahsoka... It's not over. Agreed. But I think if Ahsoka have, is able... to disarm and get another spell in. Correct. I think if Ahsoka is able to disarm Hermione, it's over. I agree. So then the question is, who disarms whom first? Who uh, has that ability? I, I am... I, you know, it's my character. I'm going to say that the range of advantage of magic just gives her more chances to do it first. Right. That's true. And then you just have to say, I dodged it all. Which, you know... 
I, th- I mean, I think she definitely I, has. I think the it's possible ability to do that because yeah, just because you 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 use the spell and point doesn't mean that it works. Yeah, like they've right. established that in in the Harry Potter canon very well. That you you're trying to make one thing levitate and you make something else levitate. You're like trying you to could make, miss. You're sorry. You could miss right, yeah. or you. I don't. She would definitely not say it wrong. Right. But you know something something could happen. <laughs> you know, um, or or whatnot. Or, or she says it in her head, and the the pronunciation doesn't matter anyway. Uh, one other thing, Hermione has in her corner. I know we say one on one fights. I'm just going to bring this up for just, uh, you know, uh, educational purposes. She she was the founder of Dumbledore's army, so she potentially has a group of uh, magical wizards like that would uh, come to her aid if needed. Okay. And Ahsoka seems like kind of a loner. Okay. Does she ever have work with a partner? Uh, so she's she has had to work with Anakin. I guess after she left, though. After she so so interesting. So after she left, she actually came back, um, and she helped with the siege of Mandalore, which was a not officially Republic sanctioned, uh, mission. But I will say, looking at loyalty, uh, the the group Anakin gave Ahsoka. A group of clone troopers called, I think it was called the 221st, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm wrong. Um, hold on, I'm going to come back. And that would have been cool way. if you were right, though. Yeah. Oh, man. After Order 66, they tried to fight it, and she saved one of them. She got the chip out of their head or something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I thought that was Rex. So, it was Rex. Okay. Yeah, so leading up to the Siege of Mandalore. Oh, it's called the 332nd Company. Okay. So, leading up to the Siege of Mandalore, the 332nd Company learned that they were going to be commanded by ahsoka once again because i think anakin appointed her like lieutenant or something like that i forget they like there was some kind of like political maneuvering because technically she wasn't a jedi so she wasn't a general but they still needed her to command the battle um so upon hearing that ahsoka was going to be leading the 332nd all of the clone troopers in that unit painted their helmets orange to look like ahsoka's uh face patterns so that's pretty cool yeah it's awesome i mean it was a really cool moment uh, moment in the show but like just saying like all right like yeah she's got dumbledore's army like ahsoka has like an entire clone legion oh okay like cool. decoded to like backing her backing her all right so if we bring allies that's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath oh actually. god <laughs> oh my god now as long as like no one just says execute order 66 because once that <laughs> happens i mean they're all going after that ahsoka. would be very unlucky timing for ahsoka yeah which is an interesting thing because Technically, by definition, Ahsoka was not a Jedi when Order 66 went down. Yep. But she was holding lightsabers, so I guess just by association. It depends oh how the mind God. programming worked. I'm really curious about how that did, now. We, I mean, I feel like there's some loopholes in the... Because uh, like the, the clones are with Anakin when they're going to the Jedi Temple. Right. And they're not shooting Anakin. I, I, yeah, you're right. Wow. I never thought of this before. So so it's it's established that Order sixty six works through these like mind control chips, right? Uh yeah, inhibitor chips, correct. Um so like how do they work? Like do we know that? So there's there's a whole plot in uh, season six of the Clone Wars that goes into them discovering that they're there and mm-hmm. trying yeah. to remove them, and then there's a cover up by Palpatine, which is actually kinda cool. Well he covers up that the, that there were chips or yes. oh. yeah, th- it's, the... it's hard to cover up. Well, because the, there was the one, there was one clone who was trying to investigate it, mm-hmm. and Palpatine had him murdered. Ah, yeah. So that way, 
it went away. So this is before the order happened. Correct. Okay. Yes, correct. So, yeah, I mean, Dumbledore's army is awesome. 332nd, a little cooler. Debatable. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so very, very interesting thing between, between these two characters. Just really open to interpretation. I, which, I agree. Which just, magic do you think would be? This is a tough one. Now, Ahsoka has the ability to throw her lightsabers. Oh, that's, so that's she, true. She could throw her lightsaber, just chop the wand in or, half, like kill Hermione, or kill Hermione by kill. accident. You know, <laughs> if she, you know, trying to trying to stop stuff like that. Um, but I'm really curious to see what the listeners say here about. Which power over who? Who's right. able to disarm who whom first? Hermione might be able to like get a shield up if she sees Ahsoka start a throwing motion. Uh, yeah, it's hard to true. say. And like, yeah. also, there's just so many magical spells in Harry Potter. Right. They have like a spell for every situation. Correct. So maybe Hermione knows one that works really well on. Uh, what'd you say her race was? Togruta. Togruta. Yeah. <laughs> she could like transfigure her into into something. With some with some planning and like if she had like foreknowledge of this fight, she might like make a polyjuice potion to look like Anakin or something. Totally throw. Oh you off. my gosh! Yeah. Well, that would be hard. She'd have to get like Anakin's hair. That'd be like really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like all right, all right we gotta do someone else. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe like Luke Skywalker. Would Ahsoka know her or know him? Ahsoka knows Luke. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We never in canon. We don't know how they've met though. Okay. They have met. We don't know. Definitely wasn't the first time. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Let me know in canon. So, all right. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, is there anything you want to add? Fun facts for Hermione or anything, anything uh, of that nature? I do not have fun facts today. Okay. Uh, so, Ahsoka Tano, she was actually originally supposed to be named Ashla. That's what George Lucas referred to her as. And the name eventually changed to Ahsoka. But there was an episode in the Clone Wars where she had to go undercover and she used the name Ashla hmm. as her persona. So that was kind of a nice little um, callback uh, to to that. As I mentioned, she's voiced by Ashley Eckstein. Um, and in live action, she's portrayed by Rosario Dawson. Uh, she is getting her own Disney Plus TV show, which I think is supposed to release next year ahsoka sweet yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of pretty excited for that yeah i believe it's supposed to be a continuation of her... rebels oh okay but oh i was thinking it's going to continue her um mandalorian plot because she's searching for so she's so she's searching for thrawn yes who has ezra which has nothing to do with mandalore well i, mean, I meant the mandalorian oh, TV the plot series. from like, the what we learned from there Correct. yes like yes. i wouldn't be surprised if her show just picks up like, that, right that is what it's going to be because okay. those characters are from rebels yeah. So that's going to be the continuation of that. I'll go into this because I actually think this is kind of cool. Because the Disney canon of Star Wars is controversial, to say the least. A lot of fans aren't aren't a huge fan of it. One thing I will add that I'm a big fan of is Disney added uh, this... I don't know if you want to say like a, this this ritual in, in the canon called lightsaber bleeding. And basically what happens is for a, lights, for a Sith to have a red lightsaber, they take a regular kyber crystal and corrupt it aka it's called bleeding it and you just like insert all this dark force energy into it which what turns it red which i think is kind of cool 
Because instead of just being like, oh, I'm bad now, I need a red lightsaber, you know? So Ahsoka, as far as we know, is the only person who has purified and cleaned a bled kyber crystal. So that's why she has white lightsabers later on in the Rebel series and in the the Mandalorian-verse. Where'd she get the red ones? So she killed an Inquisitor. Uh, in the Ahsoka book by E.K. Johnson, and she took the crystal, the two crystals from that lightsaber, and purified them, gotcha. and, and made them white. Okay, and that's why she has those white sabers. So, I, like I said, I think that's a really good way of just kind of showing her relation with the Jedi Order. Like she's like, I still, I'm going to use these weapons, but I'm going to do it like in my way. Um, so. It's it's super cool that is there that she um, did that. are kyber crystals like variable like powers or like are all they all the same? What do you mean by that? Are, could you find a kyber crystal that's like better than another one? That's a good question. Uh, I don't. I think there there are some that are larger, mm-hmm. so they might be able to exert more energy, perhaps. Like a kyber kyber crystals powered the Death Star's laser. That's right. Yeah. So that obviously has way more energy than a lightsaber does. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's also just the amount of Kyber crystals that they, yeah, weren't they like just like mining them all in the whole galaxy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. What would happen if you took like a huge Kyber crystal and put it into like a giant lightsaber hilt and then ignited well, it? I mean, has anyone made a smaller gun with a Kyber crystal? That's just a laser gun. Ooh, like no. a sm- <laughs> that's an interesting idea. Yeah, like someone's looking at the Death Star and they're like, I want that. Just like in my I just, po- I just in my wanted pocket. it in my pocket all mm-hmm. the time. I'm surprised that wasn't something. Maybe there, there might be something in the EU. Maybe that's how Legends. Maybe that's how. Well, that's actually not how blasters work because we know that. I mean, that's. Yeah. They've, they've never said, oh, yeah, there's a Kyber Crystal in Han Solo's blaster. It's like, Correct. No, and there wouldn't be. No, I, no, I agree. Because it's more, um, you know, drawn towards the, the Jedi and, and Force users and whatnot. So. Right. Anywho, I just wanted to add that little tidbit about why her lightsabers are white. So it's not her crystals that she purified. It's uh, Inquisitor's red crystals that were bled that she purified to make them um, the white the white sabers that she has. And it makes her super cool. Now, and it makes her, makes her super, super cool. Great character. I thought of one more Hermione thing I have to say before we leave. Sure. Wizards in uh, Harry Potter can also apparate, like teleport. Oh. Which could be incredibly useful in a fight. That's true. One, to just run away. Good and call. Two to just like teleport behind you. Man, man, bottom so, of the ninth, you just threw that in there. That's a that's a great way to to end it there. I didn't mean for it to be that. I just no. thought of it. I mean, I'm not. I will say, facing that at all. Ahsoka's force will probably like you'll probably like sense if she like she won't really be able to like sneak up on you. But no, I think if you apparated, she, she'll at least confuse you a little bit. True, true. And how quick is Hermione able to? That, I don't. From that's place what I couldn't place. remember. Is there like a there's like a wind up time for that spell? I don't really remember how long it takes. So I don't even know if you have to say a spell. That's what I I don't remember. I don't remember. And it's and it's interesting too because like the movies they the way they do apparitions it's kind of like like a ghost specter like flying around. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Yeah. yeah. And like the 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 dark users are black and the the good guys have like white smokes yeah. things but then there's also times in the movies where apparition is just instant mm-hmm. yeah. like they just completely disappear so yeah. i guess true. how i, I think hermione's would be instant and she would just appear but yeah that, that, that's another good good one too okay yeah i'm glad i remember that oh no, absolutely 
So yeah, we went into a lot here today. I'm really curious to see how people look at these magic abilities and say, how, how, how would they work against one another? Would one be more powerful than the other? Would they be pretty much even? Are there different abilities that would work better against each other and whatnot? So that's why in our show notes, you will see a link for where you can vote for who you think would win between Hermione Granger and Ahsoka Tano. Or you could check out our website, whowouldwincast.com slash vote, where you could cast uh, your vote as well. Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we head out of here? No, I have no more last-minute surprises, thanks. <laughs> no more magical uh, things up your sleeve? There is probably other things I forgot, actually. <laughs> like, like um, um, Force Ghost Dumbledore appears to help Hermione if she's in trouble. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. She, yeah, she's like the resurrection crazy. stone or something. Oh, she wouldn't do that. No. Um, one thing I do want to add before we head out of here, too, that we mentioned at the top of the show, Chris and I are guests on the Super Bracket Bros podcast. Like we said, that episode is out now as of the drop uh, air date of this episode. So please go and give not just that episode a listen. Go give all of their episodes a listen. Like Chris mentioned, they do this great concept where it's literally just every episode they have a bracket style. And they just go through um, season by season, episode by episode for their season to come out with an overall winner. Uh, and and they have some some really really fun matchups. We've been on some other episodes too, but yeah. this one, like you said, was a mid season episode, and it was a lot of fun to be on there with Jay and Eli. So. Got to be a little sillier, I'll say. A little sillier, correct? Yeah. yeah. Chris Chris brings up some 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 characters that are quite quite interesting. So so please please go over to uh, Super Bracket Bros and and give them some love and support over there. Please remember, as always, make sure you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whowouldwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Win Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.